legalize country music. discuss the current state of country music all right is that how you want to roll in should we roll in somewhere else maybe give a little introduction to the what we're doing here no that's not necessary (laughs) absolutely unnecessary
So we just started this way, huh? Yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, one thing I was kind of wanting to talk about, since this is called Legalize Country Music, um, well, is the current state of country music, you know? And you and I are both around for the Hank three days. He's the reason kind we're of, around, probably, you know. Well, I think he's the reason we probably know each other, in all honesty. You yeah, know? we a lot of people benefited from that guy, man. People are still benefiting from him. I don't know what his deal is right now or where he's at. I don't know if he's fighting curb still and he just can't talk about it because that's how much shit he's in. Or if he simply got tired of the bullshit. How could you handle the bullshit? I mean, thinking about that the other day about when he was fighting that label and I was like, man, that that had to have been so stressful just because you want to make the music that you want to make instead of like whatever they're wanting to grant you. And for some reason, I know he lost his house too. I don't think he owned it, but I think he'd lived there for a really, really, really long time. And he had, oh, Trooper died. Yeah, there's a lot. Maybe there, I mean, heaping tragedies on, you know, but I, I think I recall something like that. Yeah, I mean, and I think, um, but yeah, I don't know what exactly is keeping him from coming back with another album. But one thing that I wanted to talk about. But and first, pick your wait bar- a second. You said you like fucking Brothers of the 4x4, you said it's a horrible album. Yeah, I think it's a terrible album. I think it's fucking brilliant. Well, I don't. It reminds me of like the last Sex Pistols show in San Francisco where Johnny Rotten was just sitting there on the stage going, this is boring. Yeah. Maybe I was just really high. Um, I mean, his first three were great. I mean, his first one was essentially a Wayne Hancock cover album, kind of. Broke, Love, Sick, and Drifted was really good. That was Owen's favorite one. Then, you know, Straight to Hell is the one that really broke through. And after that, yeah, Straight to Hell is like the Sergeant Pepper of fucking outlaw country. After that, though, it kind of went a little downhill. You know, I think it was just the pressure of putting out another good album. And then he was fighting Curb and shit. And he didn't want to give Curb any good songs. So that next one was Damn Right and Rebel Proud, I think. Yeah, and that's the one that had the Bob Wayne cover on it. One that I thought was really good that people kind of fucking hated was Rebel Within. But anyways, one thing I wanted to pick your brain on is how do you think how do you think he'd do now here out here in this this world? Because you know it's only been what probably twelve years, thirteen years since since this all happened you mean if he came back now or if he was just getting started now well almost i mean either both let's talk about it be here if he didn't exist well yeah there'd be underground country you know there'd be like it would go back to being like wayne hancock playing to like rockabilly people but i mean he says a lot of shit that would be really frowned on nowadays you know he's got the rebel flags flying all the time the oh, anti-gay yeah. shit sometimes, you know. You think that's going to make him suffer at all if he does come back? And do you think he would have still been relevant if he would have said that shit nowadays? Have you been to one of his shows? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's not like Ted Nugent or something. He says No, 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 he's, he's not. But the world is very PC right now. Yeah, oh, most Dick country and- music's going to survive in that, tell you the truth. I don't know, I mean... 
lot country of country music's like notoriously awful at like n- not taking shit seriously. Like you know, like that Ray Charles song with George Jones. We didn't see a thing. Mm. Or uh, Ronnie Millsap's album Twenty Twenty Vision. Huh. You know, it's like like Mel Tillis. I mean, they make fun of him for having I don't know if you call it a speech disorder, but but nowadays. <laughs> You have, yeah. I don't know. Well, and the you're right. I mean, I I think I think he'd probably shine a little bit now, honestly, because of the the Trump supporters. But I don't think I'd want to step foot in one of his shows anymore. You know, it was kind of getting like that towards the end, anyways, where all the hellbillies or the three tards were coming out, and they were just fucking stupid, fucking dumb, <laughs> fucking dumb. Yeah. It was here. It was getting to the point where I hardly couldn't sit in a room with it. Like that one guy that uh, saw Owen's fucking black flag tattoo. That was all like, "That's a nice Hank three tattoo." But what's the extra bar for? I told Owen, I was like, "You should have told him it was because Hank three. It's for Hank three's grandson, or yeah, it's Hank three's son, Hank four, Hank four. Oh, you know, and then there's the bands like Johnny Outlaw and the fucking Johnson. Oh, my God. I mean, those bands came out and fucking there's the fucking honky tonk hustlers. No, now it's now it's like, no, now it would be just like these people just go to Eric Church concerts. I don't know. What's the big outlaw thing? So first, how do you think he would do nowadays? He'd be huge, man. You think he'd be even bigger than he was? Probably wouldn't miss a beat. I think now if he came out. And he didn't do something like totally shocking, you know, he wasn't talking about fucking the devil in the ass or whatever. Like he came out and he he wasn't doing his most insane shit. I think if if, if I were him ready for it now. I mean I think if I were way more people into the look and the fucking Nashville's a totally different place now than it was when he made Rising Outlaw. Well it's even worse now. No, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, but it's all like image-wise, like everybody's wears a fucking cowboy hat now. Everybody's an outlaw. Everybody's yeah, got but one it's of a different kind of outlaws. I don't know. All right. Well, I think a couple things. I think that he needs to make a comeback quick before he does get forgotten. I think a lot of people want to see him come back right now, but I think there's a lot of other shit that's. I don't know. I think that people are kind of just losing hope that he's going to come back at all now. So that excitement and anticipation is kind of dying. Another thing, I think if he does come back, I don't think he should ever, you know, say another anti-gay thing again in one of his songs. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know how that guy will do a self-censorship. I mean, like, he's all friends like Phil Anselmo. Yeah, I mean, I I know for sure that he's not not fucking anti-gay he's not racist but he's also doesn't give a shit about what anybody thinks about him so he's probably still gonna be the same hank three when he comes back rebel flags fucking flying fucking saying whatever the fuck he wants to say i'm really torn on that growing up in punk rock or whatever you would you would hold bands accountable to their belief systems you know you, you didn't want to support some racist band or some fucking sexist band yeah, You know, it was just so much closer to home because it was like a community that you were a part of, even if it was just on the periphery. And it was all like independent. The record labels were all independent. The venues, if there were venues, were completely independent. Kind of like what you supported was what you allowed 
to thrive in that. So I understand it from that perspective. But when it gets to someone like Charlie fucking Daniels or Dave Down Co., they're so beyond my fucking intimate musical community. You know, I, I can step back and I, I can look at a Pablo Picasso painting. And I go, okay, well, the guy got fucking divorced at 80 for infidelity that he <laughs> committed. You know, I'm sure he was fucking Italian artist. He was probably, you know, total sexual harasser. Doesn't make him less brilliant of an artist. And I, like, I love David Allen Coe. Well, some of his stuff is just pure shit, but uh, he's a like brilliant any fucking songwriter. And he's an, an amazing singer. I don't care about his X-rated crap. You know, I think he even had a black drummer playing on that stuff. And it's a different generation too, man. Like I remember being a kid watching TV shows like Barney Miller, and you had like the black guy and the Polish guy and the Jewish guy and the Italian guy and the Puerto Rican guy seemed like they were like more Puerto Ricans in the seventies and they're all like making fun of each other, you know, like making racial jokes or, you know, like, all in the family or, or even mm-hmm. the fucking Jeffersons, you know, there's more of a dialogue happening, I guess, than now where people just fucking shut it out. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird area, you know, it's like, it's probably time to shut that shit out. But at the same time, I think people overreact and they take it way, way, way too far. They absolutely you know? fucking overreact to things that they don't react to in their in their personal lives or they don't react to in their community. But when a celebrity does something or, or says something that can be might be taken as offensive, they've got like the pitchforks and the torches out for these people. It's obnoxious. It is. But that's what you get for being a fucking celebrity too, you know, that you're, then you're beholden to your fucking crowd. So you get what you, you asked for. I guess that's the exchange. Mm -hmm. That's what you exchange your soul for. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Um, fucking John Wayne. I mean, the guy like wore women's clothing, but he also said like a bunch of racist shit. (laughs) Like, what do you do with that? (laughs) You know, like, I, I don't know what, what do you do with a guy like that? You just go, that's just one human. Well, and I'm with you on a lot of, it's, it's like, Nancy Grace out there. I mean, I swear to God, we live in a society of fucking Nancy Graces. That's great. If you want to be a champion of human rights, you can start when you walk out your fucking door in San Francisco and there's a fucking homeless person laying there. Exactly. Dude, look at, look at your, your fucking sidewalk. There's a lot of problems to fix, but, I, th- I think people, the the more abstract the problem is or the person. That- uh, yeah, there's a million problems. We got our youth fucked up on antidepressants and redlin all the time because nobody wants to be a fucking parent anymore. And we got fucking drug problems because, I mean, we got more drug problems than ever in this country because nobody thinks we should fix it because they don't think it's a problem they help create. And, all, and, and it's getting worse and worse because by doing this shit to our youth and nobody knows the long-term effects of them, but they're starting to learn. They're not good. Not everybody who's sad or has some fucking anger issues fucking needs to fucking pop fucking Prozac every fucking day. Cause then these kids get out of high school. They don't have any health insurance to keep their fucking fix flowing. So like my, you know, people I know, they start fucking doing meth to replace Redlin. It is meth. It's fucking totally meth. No, literally. I think meth's a little dirtier because of the process of cooking. It's dirtier, but same ingredients, pretty much. 
But we went way left field on this. I was trying yeah. to stick to music, not saving the world. I know. Look what you did. You did it. I was just trying to make a point, and we took it and ran to left field. We hit a foul ball. Um, but, that's yeah, I mean, what, I was going to try to lead into the state of this new outlaw country music with, like, Cody Jinks and Tyler Childers, Sturgill, you know, stuff like that, you know, and how I feel like Hank – Three might have paved the way for those guys. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how how related that stuff is, man. Here's how. I, here's how related. I, listen, this is how I think it's related. I think that all these guys know who Hank Three is, and they saw him doing something, and they kind of did a watered down version of it in some ways. Maybe not Tyler Children, and maybe not Coulter Wall, but definitely Cody Jakes. And well, yeah, Sturt- they did like the boot barn version of it, you know. Oh, exactly. That I could not have put it any fucking better way. The fucking boot barn version of it. It's like a cunt hair above pop country, but they still scream fuck pop country to get like all these dumb fucks on wagon with it, you know, and but and all the while, country. really, it's just uh, it's 90s pop country compared to but pop country so bad now that 90s pop country is now good to people. Fuck, dude, we used to bitch about Toby Keith back in the day. And now we got bands like Florida fucking Georgia line out there. What in the fuck? I got to tell you my thing about Toby Keith, man. Hey, I got I got a new respect, actually. I got, I've got a ton of respect for Toby Keith now because obviously like mullet era Toby Keith, like should have been a cowboy. Yeah, Whatever. I don't really like his I American... Mean- Toby Keith either where he was like all cashing in on the Iraqi war and shit but oh no well no because it's 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 all part of of, of his au revoir as the French mm-hmm. call it. like let's be honest most of Toby Keith's music's just complete shit but there's there's like Kenny Chesney that's that's complete shit but he just no he's or, or Brad Paisley that's complete shit or yeah. Keith Urban but those guys just do what the record label tells them to do. They know that their music sucks, and they just do it anyway, right? Brad Paisley, if you wanted to, like, he's a real musician. He could play good music. He knows the difference. Oh, yeah, he's he's a great guitar player. He's one of the best guitar players on the scene right now. He hangs around with little Jimmy Dickens. Like, Brad Paisley knows what good country music is, and he knows what he does suck. Toby Keith, mm-hmm. on the other hand, doesn't know the difference. He's like, dude. I just wrote this song. It's so fucking good. Put a boot in your ass. Yeah. And he's just fucking stoked. He thinks he's Merle Haggard. You know, it's funny. Is that, uh, well, actually, this is where I found a new respect for him. Even though his shit is garbage, when Merle Haggard's uh, at Merle Haggard's last show, Toby Keith was there in the back. And Merle came out and was like, I don't think I can finish the show. He played about half a set. He said, uh, he asked Toby, he said, do you know any of my songs? And Toby said, I know every one of your fucking songs. He said, will you go finish the set for me? And fucking Toby Keith went out and finished the set doing all Merle Haggard songs. That kind of gave me a new respect for him. At least he's a guy that actually likes country music and has a respect for it. That's more than I can say about most of these fucking assholes out there fucking doing it now. Like you said, you know, a lot of the fucking dumb fucks. These Florida Georgia line guys, you think they give a fuck about Merle Haggard or George Jones? You fucking high. 
There's always been shit like that in country music. There's Olivia Newton John, and they, yeah. they're just pop. They're just pop singers. But that's what makes mm-hmm. Toby Keith rad. His songs suck, but Toby thinks they're fucking awesome. I don't know if that's necessarily what makes him rad, but that's what <laughs> I makes guess. him rad in my book. What's that one song? It's all about me. It's all about I. Oh hey, I'm gonna switch gears here. It's Willie Nelson's 87th birthday today. I think if we're going to be trying to legalize country music, we should wish Willie Nelson a big happy 87th birthday. I should yeah. probably go light up your joint. Play some whiskey, Dick. We wrote this song back in 1865 after robbing a train full of whiskey and weed. Called Train Robbing, Gun Toting, Dope Smoking, Guitar Picking, Motherfucking Guitar Band. Since a six past hell We like hang out with them outlaws Drinking beer to lose silver sweat We like to rip it up in Boston Smoking all that good old weed Doing shows with Pura Honking in a BEV We're just some train robbing gun toting love smoking guitar picking motherfucking good time bam Taking here many music Spreading it across the land on a We might drink a bar of liquor don't take that bottle from our hand We ain't there in the morning, girl You'll probably never see us again We're just a train robbing gun Toting those smoking guitar picking Motherfucking good time band Taking here many music Spreading it across the land All oh, out no.
like a loser who's got nothing to lose. Losing like a loser, hell, I don't even feel my blues, but I'll keep on trucking till I find me something new. I've been thrown. Deep and lonely scars You can beat me down again Only if it helps What might be left in your Cold and lonely heart When you're losing Like a loser Who's got nothing to lose You can beat me down again 
Thank you.